This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're talking Foursquare. We're talking pregnancy scares. We're talking action at the library. We're talking makeouts between siblings. What? Um, I really cannot wait to see what Patrick thinks about this episode. Um, and then we're going to watch Sex and Candy, the newest episode of Roswell, New Mexico. And I can't wait to see what I think of that. That Because that title, those are two of my favorite things. And I cannot wait to see what that implies for this episode that is coming off a cliffhanger of two siblings fighting. I hope it is nothing like the episode Foursquare in that area. Yikes. At first, who was Tess suspected to be? The shape-shifting killer fourth alien, Nacedo. Number two, who returned the miniature video camera to Max after it was discovered in the Harding home? Sheriff James Valenti. Who provided the astronomy CD-ROM Liz and Max used to look up information on the constellation Aries? Holy shit. (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Who provided the (laughs) CD-ROM? And what year was it trademarked? I don't I don't remember this. Do you know? I think it was the teacher, but I'd have to look it up. I mean, I don't think it's this is a it's a bad it's a really tough question. That's a tough question. Okay. Uh well we'll move on to the next one. Sorry, we okay, didn't, we didn't get them all one. right. Let's uh, do an easy one. Okay. Is Aries the first, sixth, or twelfth sign of the zodiac? Okay, I'm pretty sure it's not the twelfth. Based okay. on the Gregorian calendar and how the Zodiac works in that, I'm going to go, I think it's like the sixth. Mm, I believe it's the first. No! <laughs> Ryan, we're failing this one. We're really bad at this one. Okay. <laughs> Who did Tess use as a means of getting Max and Liz to follow her to the Roswell Public Library? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Yay! Yay! A win. Poor horny Kyle still being wildly underutilized yeah. uh, in, in this True. run of episodes since we started season two of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, yeah, like he he just got dragged out last week so we could so we could see his dad watching something else on TV. I know. Um, and then this <laughs> week, uh, just to just as like bait and then to like have a terrible conversation with Liz at the crash town. I know poor, poor Kyle. I, I, he's never utilized as much as I want him to be throughout mm-hmm. his run on the show. Like he's always, I always want more Kyle. Um, but this episode shows why, cause honestly, I think he's kind of charmed. I like him and Liz the way he's like, so skeptical of Liz's baloney. Yeah. He doesn't well, quite, yes. she, no, she... he doesn't quite get it. <laughs> Yes. And she's such a baloney girl. Like, I love her. I love her. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, but like I, I mentioned that during this episode, she like turns up the doe eyes to like oh my god to 30, right? And she she's very good at it and it is very charming, but like that's what she's doing. <laughs> 
hundred percent. And her whole vibe of like, mm-hmm. I get it. Her boyfriend just cheated on her. She's convinced herself that it's a hundred percent an alien thing, which we can have that debate forever. <laughs> um, and now she's just like, Oh, Max, what if we stare at you? Like, I think that's the other part. Yeah. Okay. Let me take a step back. She loved the part of their relationship where they stared at each other a lot mm-hmm. and just were in love and nothing else mattered because they were in love. Right. That part of their relationship, she no spoilers. It. She Over. loved it. <laughs> it's at least for this season and we can get to it next season and this third season. But for this season, it's done. The FBI is after <laughs> them. There is at least one other alien, maybe more as indicated by the end of this episode. Uh-huh. There's, a lot his sister is pregnant by his brother like he cannot be thinking right now about staring at liz parker that is not a priority anymore it is insane that everything else all the other high school trappings of the show have disappeared because they have Mm -hmm. been swallowed up by uh you know alien hormones shape-shifting killers and the (laughs) fb fucking i right and then and then liz is like no we're gonna watch cd roms and make out in the eraser room we're gonna look at each other and think how happy we are how human we are together it's like liz read the room this isn't the show anymore i mean like it's it's the show still sort of is that because it is so horny and like the there's like such a big uh component of like you say um the pregnancy but also just like the aliens needing to like hook up um yes like there there is this chemical draw between them to just shove each other's tongues down each other's throats um that like I, I can see where Liz is like, wait, I'm still, I'm still part of this. This thing is still recognizably <laughs> sexuality. Um, Remember when you wanted to make out with me and we discovered an orb together? <laughs> Not an orb, but Remember- okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is like, and I, I think that's part of what I mean. I love the shippiness of the show, but mm-hmm. like part of what I love about the show too is how that shippiness like pops up as part of a pretty much straight up alien storyline. Like right now, Michael and Isabel are having sex dreams about each other on this weird desert landscape that looks like, it looks like it could be another planet. We find out it isn't, it's just a part of New Mexico, but it's like this weird desert landscape Mm -hmm. with a constellation and hieroglyphics on the ground and beautiful. She's wearing a beautiful dress. He's wearing a black t-shirt. And they're just drawn to each other and they have this, these feelings They and they even know that each other are feeling it. And so they use that so that they can both ask their uh, erstwhile partners to go steady. <laughs> right. Because, because it makes them so nervous, the thought of fucking their sort of sibling. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to address that. Like, they don't talk about it until, like, very late in the dream like they have many dreams about each other before they have a conversation yeah but they they share knowing eyes uh with max in the room like right away right like after the first or second dream Um, i think they know they are sharing the dream yeah at that like i think they know i don't think they want to acknowledge especially and i think that's part of the storyline too is like 
they don't necessarily want to acknowledge the feelings either that are they're feeling sure. about each other and that they're feel that they are feeling um or what they're like get like well and you you and i have talked about like this this part of it before on like same day shipping and probably mm-hmm. just hanging out um but like it is never appropriate to tell someone that they were in your sex dream even if uh, yeah. you are you know reasonably well assured that they had the same dream like it becomes like almost assaultive to tell someone <laughs> that they yes. were in your sex dream. So like it's crossing boundaries for sure. It's, it's definitely crossing boundaries. So I, I appreciate that they're both respecting that while still also like dealing with the fact that they are uh, like intensely sexually attracted to each other. Yes. And then a baby gets into the mix. <laughs> then a baby. Like first she gets Oh, cause she, okay. That's what it is. They're making out. And then she has a vision of a fetus in her stomach. Well, there's also, her uterus. there's also like a, a quick flash of uh sperm too, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. You're right. But again, we're watching them make out fully clothed. Right. Like, I mean, they're, they're very sexually charged dreams. So I don't know if we're supposed to project that what we're seeing is like the pg-13 version of the dream they're actually having mm, i don't know yeah, yeah or it's um, like because the, they're uh, very like you they're not pl- they're not platonic kisses no no they are deeply sexual you know what it's like it's like uh back in the day when because they don't do this anymore but when hbo used to have those like soft uh pornos that would come on at yeah. like one o'clock in the morning um mm-hmm where uh like they're moving like they're having sex but you're like there's no way these people are actually having sex <laughs> it's I'm like that pretty sure. yeah it's very much like that or like um and i don't know if you ever watched this on usa usa up all night mm-hmm. where they would take like the skinamax kind of movies so yeah. like the movies that had pretty intense sexual scenes in them but they would cut those scenes out I think you still sometimes see boobs, but it would be like they would fade to black or like cut out all the things that would make it softcore porn. So you would be just watching the storyline parts. Oh boy, that's brutal. And some boobs. <laughs> I think there were some boobs, but were, not the same they, number of boobs. Were, or were they? Were they boobs? Were they? Have you ever seen the uh, the cut of Showgirls where they like rotoscoped on like bras? No. It's insanity. I saw it on VH1 once. That's wild. <laughs> Where you're like, this leopard print top doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Showgirls front to back. I, I haven't either. Partially because I was such a Jesse Spano stan. That, and I wasn't yeah. ready to it's watch... Tough her play another character because if it was like a story of a jesse spano type who becomes a showgirl i think i would have loved that movie right but i don't want to watch her as like i don't know some girl some girl blonde hair wants to be a showgirl that's not what i'm here for (laughs) i want an overachiever potentially a drug addict right who is attracted to jocks but kind of doesn't want to say anything about it (laughs) And who also wants to save the planet that sometimes is a big passion of hers. Yeah, But sure. mostly she wants to judge people and be mean. That's what I want. I want a judgy drug addict who becomes a showgirl. 
but that was not what that movie was. No, although it does sound like we probably need to do this would make a good same day shipping. I think is the four of us oh, watch no. Showgirls. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> this is what we must do. We must do this. Oh no! I mean, we have to finish the episode of the show we're doing now. But <laughs> sure, yes. But <laughs> do not forget. Put a pin in that. That's genius. Yes. Um, <laughs> do let me ask you this: Do we need to go back to the beginning of this episode? Sure, because we we have not addressed. We're 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 a little bit all over the place. Um, yeah. Okay. So we start out because the last thing we saw was them on on surveillance camera mm -hmm. seeing Tess put a vase back together. Right. Using and a realizing. Back. Exactly. So she's yeah. It wasn't just with like tweezers, <laughs> right? And super glue. <laughs> no, she uses the alien powers, and so that's how we start. And they have continued to surveil Tess all night. So we we have Max and uh, sorry, we have Michael and Maria are in the car across the street waiting for her to leave, and they tailor her to school. Everyone they're watching her from all these corners, and Liz and Max are like are talking it through and Max is like, Oh, I'm not really into her anymore. And, and Liz is like, Oh good. Uh, and also I'm going to go into the bathroom and trap her there and confront her. Yeah. So I, I actually really liked that. Well, Max is trying to convince uh, Liz that he's not attracted to Tess anymore. And like, you know, who knows, like, is, is he lying at that point? What does it really matter? Um, yeah. But that it, Michael, yeah. Michael and Maria are on this stakeout. And mm -hmm. they've fallen asleep in the car and yeah. they have clearly fallen asleep snuggling in the car. I know. Or they've it's started so snuggling since they fell asleep. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, you know, they wake up and Maria kind of like moves away from him. Uh, and then they don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, uh, uh, no, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, we're just, we're just accidentally sweet all the time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't think we like you. Like, like we don't like, like each other. Like, come on. It's a uh, Ryan. I, I just, I, I want you to know I'm, I'm starting to get it. It, it's, yes! It's, yes! it's very cute. And I'm into it. Just in time for him to get his sister pregnant. But no, they're very cute. I think there's not, I mean, I don't know if you could tell by the end of this episode, but we have now kicked in. There's only three episodes left. So like we're, things are, things are getting to a fever pitch. So we will, there's fewer cute moments of them snuggling. Sure. Than one might want. We're moving into end game season. here. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's getting real. Um, because. Tess is not as dumb as they would like her to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she and Liz have an intense, Tess only has intense conversations. Yes. At least thus far on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so she and Liz have a fairly intense bathroom conversation where Liz is like, oh no, we're all cool now. Like everything's great. And Tess is like, come on, Liz. I thought we settled this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I pointed out at the time that it is that that is an insane thing to say to someone's face about a social issue between the two of you. Right? Yeah. Like, I if, if you fought at like a party or like someone didn't return something or, you know, like anything, mm -hmm. any like social uh, bump that you could have with someone. Uh, if later they said to you, I thought we settled this, if that would be the most intimidating thing ever. A hundred percent. Especially if that isn't like your, now it's one thing if it's like your sister 
or your boyfriend Mm -hmm. or somebody who you're like very close to to somebody who's like essentially an acquaintance and really is the girlfriend of the boy you made out with (laughs) it's like a you're right it's bold it's aggressive it's like uh, it's a power move i thought we settled this like honestly she's got a lot of power she's Tess. she's pretty dope um and and essentially she's like so if everything's so cool is why is everyone following me and i love it that <laughs> she just knows it's she she does have like a super weird turn in this episode right tess um where mm-hmm. like um she goes from uh not real not like revealing any of her cards to mm-hmm. um sort of uh like she's telling all of them individually like secrets right or yes. like getting them to places where they need to go, but also not explaining anything. No, I think she thought the book, I, I think, okay. And this is sort of my test. This is a more, so I may be basing this more on than what we've seen, mm-hmm. but in general, I think Tess expects Max to be on the same page with her way more than he is. So, like, when okay. she's like, you remember me, like, it takes a lot for him to remember her. Whereas I sure. think she thinks if she, like, is standing really close to him, making eye contact or, like, above him while he's sleeping, he's going to, like, snap, <laughs> too, and somehow have memories that right, right, he right. is just are not surfaced. He does not. He d- No, Tess, he does not remember you. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess that that makes sense that, like, she is. uh like maybe even disappointed that they're not catching on faster. Mm-hmm. Um but like right now she's almost reading like um the like early appearances of Ben Linus on Lost where mm-hmm. it's like this person knows more than than they're saying um and I don't know why and like on Lost it's it's sort of like a writer contrivance for a little bit yeah. and then it's sort of retroactively justified in that like he's evil you know yeah um but like it was all a part of his plan yeah that it was all a part of his plan to be kidnapped and be held captive as yeah. uh under the name henry gale for three days you know like <laughs> <laughs> oh man that show is so good. oh man i uh, there was a long time where my friends and i would say to each other uh my name is henry gale i'm from minnesota <laughs> I don't know why. I, okay. And that's, and this is, okay. I like Tess. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, she doesn't always do things I appreciate, but I, I enjoy Tess on the canvas and I like Emily Duravin. The, her, it, it, and I don't know if this is what you were getting at when you talked about her turns or her, like, there's a point when she's being, when she and Max are fight, when they're, well, Max is attacking her essentially. When yeah. they're, and she's emotionally, starts to like cry or something like she's starting to have like she looks very she's trying Mm -hmm. to emote sadness that and you can chalk it up to she's an alien if you want but it is not nearly as effective or powerful as ben linus pretending to be henry gale because when you're watching that especially the first time you're like oh shit did i get this guy wrong like are they gonna torture a a guy like yeah is this like they there's a, whereas i feel like there's something not i'm not emotionally affected by well this, she's so that test moment yeah she's so distant is the thing like um mm-hmm. H- henry gale 
or you know, <laughs> Michael Emerson is playing Ben yes. Linus is playing Henry Gale as a very like open individual, right? You're right. So when uh, they start talking about like bringing uh, Saeed down to like mm-hmm. he tortured the last guy, he can torture this guy too. Like that character is playing that character as like a fearful, emotive person, and I don't yeah. think that like Tess isn't that. No, and I guess it's okay. I mean, like I said, I like Tess. There's yeah, more Tess in the future. It's not like this, but it's like a moment that I think, and you know, I'm already on Max is a bully train <laughs> yes. right now. So like, I want, I know, I want to be on his, I don't want to be on his side when he's shaking her and throwing her on the ground, but I'm also like, she seems like she's faking it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's, it's, it's just, it is very reserved, her reaction to it. Like she's obviously sad, but like you almost want to see her like devastated by it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, but I I made us talk about the end of the episode. Again. It's, I, I think I helped in that too. <laughs> uh, I was like, ooh, yeah, let's talk about Lost. The end of the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Tess and Tess is being a creep. Like she's doing it very effectively, but. She's creeping around. She goes to Isabel's house when yes. Isabel's not home yes. and hangs out with Isabel and Max's mom and gets Isabel's mom to show her a bunch of pictures. And it is real. like Isabel's also, uh, Catherine Heigl is great in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, She's when, very good. Isabel, when, when her mom's like, oh, we talked about our road trip to Florida and we talked about this, that. And Isabel's like, mom, that's like our whole life. <laughs> good yeah Um, and and that is a a a nightmare scenario even with any alien stuff move like removed from it your brand new friend is Mm -hmm. showed up at your house and has been talking to your mom for who knows how long i don't i don't need that no um and then your friend is like sometimes you're really drawn to people like i am to your brother it's like oh god even take the alien parts out. This is awkward. Stop it, Tess. Well, and then she like, you know, turns it to Isabel directly. And it's mm-hmm. like, you, like the sort of unspoken part is like, and you're also drawn to me. We share this connection, yes. um, which is like creepy and also like a little bit hot too like there's a little bit where it's yes. like, this is cool. <laughs> no, it is. And I think it's also just like, I think Tess really brings, obviously, brings in some alien stuff that was missing. And mm-hmm. partially because the three that we knew um, have been kind of living as pseudo-siblings yeah. as humans. Like, just completely. Yeah, they're, uh, they're settled Lee. into that dynamic. Yeah. So she really, like, she's not afraid to be a creepy alien. She's like an intense, she's like, yeah, I'm an intense alien. This is, I, <laughs> intense is what I do. This is who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she comes to Michael in the middle of the night and draws on his window, or guess draws on Max's window. Um, I couldn't. Yeah, and sure. the, the she she is drawing and or leaving in the form of sugar cubes. Um, this uh little uh, glyph thing that looks like mm-hmm. the uh like rock formation out in the desert. Um this sort of uh, four squares connected by an X and each square has like a little bean inside it. Yes. Which I don't think I ever paid attention to the beans, but the bean 
becomes very feels very silly to me now because of the baby thing because of the um the way when they're in the pods mm. that's how the pods are oh, okay I, I okay so like the bean feels like a literal pot like them is like literally supposed to be them see that's interesting i was seeing the the fetal shape as not um the uh pods that they were in but the baby that's in isabel which i think maybe that is what they're i i'm not i don't think i've ever but i don't think the beans have ever bugged me before but the bean bugged me this time (laughs) you're being Um, bean bugged (laughs) i was bean bugged and also i was bugged by and this is I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I guess it was also 2000, but Isabel is in this gorgeous strapless gown. Stunning. She looks like intergalactic queen of the yeah. aliens. She, and she, and they did her makeup like way uh, more sophisticated. Like she doesn't look like a human teenager. Yeah. She and looks it, like a model. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where you're like, Oh yeah, obviously you became a movie star. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's just like gorgeous, it's a floor length gown. And we see her shoes, which I didn't ever know shoes. They're like some janky pink ballet flat things. It is weird. Yeah. I, I, you, you mentioned them and then like they, we, for the most part, they don't really focus on the no. lower part of her body there. So like we don't really see the shoes. Um, but we do see them like one more time. And I think they are trying to play them for trying to play it for barefoot. I think you're right. Well, because there's another shot where she's making out with Michael and her leg, like her dress is kind of pulled up Mm -hmm. and you see her bare leg and she's not wearing shoes. Yeah. So that's gotta be what's it is that. uh, I think, I think that, yeah, I think they're supposed to either be barefoot or like we couldn't like nothing. Like, like I don't think we were supposed to notice them. And honestly, yeah. if I wasn't watching on a big TV, like think of how smaller TVs used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like I, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I have seen this episode a million times. I don't think I've ever noticed the shoes. But this time, I think usually I'm just struck by her hair, her eyes, her dress. Like, because there's a lot. There's impactful. a lot to look at. Yeah. Yeah, she looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael is all about it in the dreams, <laughs> and kind of freaked out in real life, but also kind of intrigued. It's like, I like how both of them play it because up until this moment, they called each other brother and sister. But I feel like this episode reveals they, at least the way I understand brother and sister as a person with a brother. And we've discussed it. We've got brothers. Yes. And I have a sister. And you have a sister. You got, you know, from both sides. And I don't have a sister, but I can imagine that I wouldn't want to make out with her. Right. It's easy to imagine not wanting to make out with your sister. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. So it makes it, it's like re for me, it just makes you go, Oh, you never really felt like siblings. <laughs> you did it really. <laughs> if you're this okay with sex dreams about each other, you never, you didn't really think like you I, should be weirded yeah. out that you had, but instead you're kind of like, did you have the same sex dream? Was it as good for you as it was for me? Cause I was like, well, here's I the mean, thing. <laughs> um heigl is selling the hell out of the sex dream oh yeah like that's another point where like oh yes obviously yes you're a movie star yes i got it (laughs) um where it like it's it's one of the like even watching it where i feel a little bit like oh should i be seeing this (laughs) like am am i allowed to to watch this (laughs) 
It does have that. Okay, I have to, and we're getting close to our 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I do want to get to Roswell, New Mexico, but I have to talk about my amazing Roswell experience I had last night. This is and amazing. I wasn't alone. Yeah, you started to text me about it, oh. and I was like, you stop this right now. I want to hear about it on the show. <laughs> okay. So the actor who play Michael and Maria, uh, Mahondra Delfino and Brendan Fair. They did a Instagram live where they did live commentary to the episode Heat Wave, which is the first episode. Like they kiss the characters kiss another episode, but this is the first episode where like they these two characters have like a hot, sexy love of like they're making out all over the place to be yeah. to be straight. And and so of course it's also one of my favorite episodes of Roswell. Um and I hadn't watched any Instagram lives because Instagram live has become a whole genre now. Yes. Um, which I had watched a few, but it kind of feels to me when you're watching it live, it feels a little intimate, like a little like, can you, can they see me? Like I tried to watch a John Hodgman one. He does one called get your pets. I think it's called mm. where he does Instagram live and he'll choose someone in the audience and they'll say, go get your pet. And then he'll interview your pet. Oh, so um, it, it is one where he can see. Well, I think he you? chooses you and then he adds you and oh, then okay. you're that the second sense. person yeah. in his Instagram life. But this was not that. This was Michael Emery. And it was weird. I mean, they're grown up. I mean, they're, they were all, they, I guess they were kind of adults at this time, but they were like, they're, they're, it's been, it's 20 been 20 years. years yeah. <laughs> so they're 20 years older, but they're both facing. So I watched it on my computer, but they're like both facing at facing camera yeah like they're and they're 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 facetiming each other i think from their perspective but like from a viewer perspective, it feel it felt like being on a zoom call with them and they're talking about the show and it's so cute and they they have they used to date i don't know if we've talked oh, about that no. yeah they dated like during all of this i don't know the details of when they broke up in the course of the show but they like were off and on yeah according to her they were essentially michael and maria and that sometimes she would get frustrated, like getting annoyed with the scenes that she'd have to play because they would be so similar to fights that the two of them were actually having. Amazing. Um, which I'm sure there's some dramatic license because I hope that their life was, you know, less intense than this. This is a alien show. Yeah, but, but it does. It happens on a lot of TV shows that like if they're on long enough that the writers are like, I don't know what the characters do next. What are these actors like? And then like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally. that's when that's when it's like oh yeah i guess uh i guess this guy sings or he, he is interested totally. in dungeons and dragons or whatever two people like make out and then break up and then make out again yeah um so so they but they are both like it's it's like they went to college together and dated in college and they had because i was thinking about like why is it charming because it could be not charming right yeah totally but it is. They are, I mean, obviously, I already am charmed by them. So, like, I sent you a picture of myself. I was with my, like, face in my shirt, like, yeah. just so delighted, but also so, like, embarrassed about how happy it made me. Um, Look, hold on. I, I, want, I want everyone to understand that you were so excited that when you <laughs> texted me, you, like, lost all perspective of who you were addressing. And you, the text reads... <laughs> OMG, guys, <laughs> Michael and Maria. 
<laughs> the actors and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You explain it. But you addressed me as, oh my God, guys. You were my guys. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I was really like, it was like an out of body. It was so delightful. And like they, like I said, they were so charming and like mm-hmm. they're dishing dirt of their, I'm not secrets, I don't think. Um, but I did get some, there were a few things they said that I was like, I'm going to tell Patrick about this. Okay. <laughs> so, and we don't, you and I don't really talk about, like, I think especially in things that we put on the internet, don't tend to talk about the personal lives of real people. Yes, we so try not this, to. Yeah, so I am not, this is, I'm not trying to gossip. These are things that were said in public. I'm not telling stories. <laughs> um, but, uh, so one of the things was, this is cute. So the, and I'll just call them their character names for simplicity. Sure. But. Uh, Kyle, Max, Michael, and Maria have weekly Zoom calls. <gasps> <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> um, it's very cute. And uh, that uh, apparently, and I think that Maria had been on more TV shows at that point or something. Like, I think she was the veteran actress mm, of okay. Michael and Maria. And before they had to, their characters were supposed to kiss the first time, she went to his trailer and was like, you have to show me how you're going to kiss me on screen. And, like, made him practice kissing her. <laughs> and they were both like, that's shady as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be arrested for that. I mean, I don't think it was a hunt. Obviously, if they then started dating, right. I don't think it was uh, completely one-sided. But that was a move she pulled on him. Wow. Which I think is, honestly, I could see Maria doing it, to, sure. to be fair. Um, so that was a cute thing. I'm trying to think it was there. So, okay. Weekly Zoom calls was definitely on my list of things to say. Weekly Zoom call is amazing. Oh, also, when I was watching this episode, I couldn't remember. I don't think, I think Kelly is the one who was like my guest last season when we talked about Heat Wave. But in the, this is an episode where Save Ferris shows up. <gasps> Did you know that Save Ferris appeared on Roswell? That was the other piece. This was not related to that. This was just like, I don't know if Patrick knows this. I do not know know that. Oh my God. Do they play a song? They do. Um, Oh shit. I've been watching you. Oh my gosh. The last track from Modified? I uh, yeah totally yeah <laughs> none and all the ins and outs of you yeah <laughs> yes and what it is and it's actually really cute and it's related sort of to this episode uh but it's uh uh alex is doesn't yet know about the aliens mm-hmm. um and liz is like i think we should tell him and all the aliens are like don't tell him uh but then isabel's like you know what he's getting close i think we should i'm gonna investigate him myself so so isabel goes into alex's dream world mm-hmm. which is a power she has they don't use it as much as they should because it's right. kind of a cool power but whatever <laughs> she goes into his dream world and she sees him and she's like in her pajamas and she sees him and he is in the he's at the school but he's on a date in a tux with her in a fancy dress and her hair all like done like a fan like a movie star and it's very cute and then and he and she's like you know whatever they're romantic and then 
And then <laughs> and she and he's like, "Would you like to dance?" And she's like, "But there's no music." And then say Ferris comes out and sings that song. Uh, and that's, and that's so, a crazy song for a save Ferris to do because it's so like off model yeah, for someone them. Must have I don't know how you it must have been that they wanted the song and then got her them to be in it. Yeah, because like yeah, you're right. It's not like you hire Save Ferris and you say, "What's your most romantic song?" Right. You don't I mean, go I to guess- Save Ferris for a romantic song. You go to Save Ferris no. so they can cover "Come on Eileen" and get out of there. <laughs> Or the cheap trick song. Or no, that was Letters to Cleo. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I take it back. Okay. Um, but it's a very cute scene. Uh, especially because, and it's, I think Catherine Heigl's like one of her first showcase moments in the show, but it's her like in her PJs watching him on a date with her and how like kind and sweet and romantic he is about her. Uh, that it's not okay. like, anyway. So Alex and Isabel forever. Um, but yeah, I was like, I got to make sure Patrick knows that St. Ferris was on the show. Because I didn't think you knew, but now you do. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> That's very important to me, and I love it. <laughs> I thought it, all these things I thought would be true. Also, the weekly Zoom call I think you'd want to know about. Mm-hmm. And I think there's any other jerk. But anyway, I had a very lovely time. They're talking about doing another one. I would watch it. Um, here's does, here's the thing. Yeah. We are living in a bold new era of uh, celebrity streaming stuff directly to us. Um, yeah. And you know, sometimes you got to be on Instagram Live, sometimes you got to be on Facebook Live, sometimes you got to be on Twitch. But it's all out there, and it it's amazing. It it's is a, amazing. It's a cool time to be like. I mean, it's a terrible time, uh, but yeah. it, uh, it's cool for content because, like, we have no choice but to, like, look back and be, like, recursive and meta about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, for someone who, or, you, you know, we, we are both, we both like new stuff, but we're also very much, you know, nostalgic fucks that just want to, you know, bathe in the things that made us comfortable when we were younger. And that's what's happening now. <laughs> In the span of the same week, I think, unless the weeks are longer than I think they are. I think in the span of the same week, I got to watch Michael and Maria do commentary on Heatwave, and you got to play the new Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I mean... That's insane. That's insane. And a week before... I know it was already scheduled. <laughs> the, the, the week before the new uh, version of Resident Evil 3 came out. I, you know, like, <laughs> all, of, all of the old things are back. <laughs> They're all back. We can, we can live in them. That's right. Um, speaking of which, do you want to watch uh, an episode of Roswell, New Mexico? I absolutely do. A reboot do. of the show? Okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. I think we're alone now. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what? Okay, a lot happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Everything I thought this episode would be about was done in about, like, 90 seconds. Well, so even before we started, it seemed like something was amiss. Because from the episode description, it sounded like none of what the show had been building up to was going to be addressed at all. Right. It was like Maria and Alex go... Tra- uh, like track down a clue about Maria's mother. Yeah, which did which, happen. It did happen, and it is a picking up a storyline from a few episodes. Like 
it isn't out of nowhere. Right. But it does it does seemingly sidestep the climax of the don't you dare bring me back to life storyline. Yeah, it turns out no big whoop. No big whoop. I mean, some kind of whoop, right? There is still something going on with Max. He is not the old Max, even when he gets to the point that he remembers Liz. Um, he's still different, right? Like, he's still too happy. He's still too cheery. Well, and, like, confident. Like, yes. self-assured. Like, he's not embarrassed to be alive. <laughs> yes. His default mode is not sulk. Yes. Or skulk. Um, or skulk. He is neither sulking or skulking in this episode. Neither. Um, he is... Okay, so let's start at the beginning so we can get this part done, because I don't have that much to say about it, but just to dispatch. Episode opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isabel and Max have hand-to-hand combat, including fighting lightning with lightning. And look, if there's nothing else that we learned from the end of last year, it's when characters start magically shooting lightning out of their fingers for the first time ever in the franchise, that everything is going to make sense and be super satisfying. 100%. So we had that. That was cool. And then Michael shows up and helps defeat Max. And I think it takes... Max getting knocked out and then Michael starting his heart up again. Yes. With, with telekinesis. Yes. And then Max essentially is back to normal, but you're right. He's more confident than usual. And. And does he, not remember Liz. Right. Now, this is where I think the last episode should have ended. That would have been great. So if the climax of the previous episode was the beginning of that Isabel and Max confrontation, fight, fight, fight. Like, you know, we are in the momentum of like, there's going to be a showdown. They have their showdown in that episode. And then it ends with, I'm sorry, who are you? And then, you know, crazy. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, And then we come back to this episode and then we find that like, they've been trying to, uh, you know, reacclimate him to life. Like I, why didn't, why didn't that happen? I don't know. And it goes back to my call out from last episode where all of last episode was about Michael and Max. Like that was the running storyline. Yes. And it ended with an Isabel Michael scene or Isabel Max scene. And then in this ultimately Michael saves Max's life. Yeah. And then that could have been the end. That could have been the resolution of that stuff. I mean, honestly, once that, once the cold open was done, I was everything else in the episode was insane, but I I was back to loving this show again. Cuz I had gone through like yes. a dip. Yes. Where I was like, what is it? Is it me? What is going on? I'm back. We have a horror movie in this episode. We've got a we mini have horror the beginnings movie. Yeah. Of a potential thruple in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, beginning have, they fucked. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I guess but is that that's not a throuple that's just a threesome right yes so we have a straight up threesome but i think it could end up that those three i mean i mean it's it's it is more it is certainly more than just a threesome because yes uh michael or uh alex is like i felt and then michael's like loved um so like that's not just three people getting it on that's three people expressing love for each other i know but then michael didn't say come inside and stay or something well, okay, but I mean, this, and you pointed out at the time that this does not solve the Michael Alex problem. 
oh no, all their problems are still there. Like their problems are not fixed by the addition of another person who is a woman. <laughs> Who's a woman and who has history with both of them. Yeah. Um, and potentially alien has alien drama. I mean, we don't know what it is, but her mom seems to potentially have been abducted. We don't know. Something's going on with her mom. Okay. That do we want to add to how you want to do this? Let, let's try to do that story first. Let's tackle okay. the uh, uh, the Alex and Maria. All right, well, it actually, talking about more things to win Ryan Elizabeth Mogi over on the storyline, we get Buffy references in the first minute of the storyline. Yeah. Because, uh, well, okay, well, first we have a very rude moment where Alex, where Maria's like, try my juice. And Alex takes a sip and is like, this is crap, and throws it <laughs> throws out. Throws it away. A very clearly a $7 juice. Like Those are expensive, expensive juices. Juice. You don't just throw it away. No, you hand it back. And you could be like, you're right. It's like, because I've had it where it's like, oh, this, something tastes weird in this to me. Like, I don't know if I like it. You try it. If you don't like it, we can throw it away. Yeah. That, But that was not, I don't think, what Maria was saying. But certainly that's what happened. <laughs> okay, so that happened. That was a little bit. I wasn't yeah. sure what's going mm-hmm. on. Then they run into, and I think we're going to have to learn his name, the blue-haired guy from the farm. Yes, blue-haired guy is back. With a basset hound. Mm-hmm. Named Buffy. Named Buffy. But, so cute. Uh-huh. And that he offhandedly refers to as just the Slayer. Which is so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he essentially asks Alex out to an open mic, which open mic, I don't know, but ask Alex out. Mm-hmm. I'm into someone asking Alex out. And Alex is like kind of defers. He's demures a little bit. Yes. And the guy's like, oh, you know what? I th- I'm sorry if I misread you. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, but not with shame or anything. Just with like, yeah, I mean. Whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, and mi- misread could be a couple of things, right? Mi- could misread be a couple could of be, things. I, I, uh, sorry, I thought you were gay, but you're not. Or it could also be, I thought you were interested in me and you're not. Yes. Or I thought you liked spoken word poetry and you don't. Uh, <laughs> which, all of which, could which be true. again, they, he did not explicitly say that that's what the open mic was for. Open mic, no. my mind immediately goes to a dude with a guitar. Yes. And especially, I think, because we've seen both Alex and Michael diddle on the like i thought we were gonna mm-hmm. maybe get alex playing a song at the end of the episode yeah um but maybe someday soon uh i do think it's funny that neither of us were like oh yeah he's a stand-up comedian he's inviting him <laughs> he's gonna do an improv set. yeah oh, God. yeah <laughs> yeah he's he, uh, he's inviting him out to do a, a sketch open mic they're going to not too oh. shabby <laughs> r.i.p R.I.P. um but yeah so he but then he's very cute and he's like, yeah, well, I had a lizard in high school named Willow. So like you didn't misread anything, which I think is probably talking to the first two things, not the third one. Yes. I don't think that had to do with open mics. I think it was more like, <laughs> yeah, I am also gay and also in- interested a- at least a little in you. Right. So that's so that's our that first was great. huge <laughs> moment. So what, when they're at this like uh, – market thing have this is i i don't know if i was just like wasn't paying attention or was just like freaking out about like the tonal shift in in the show <laughs> immediately following the cold yeah. open um but did they stumble upon a clue that is about to lead them to um travis's travis was that the uh uh it's travis and trevor i yeah. think it's tra- 
Trevor they're trying to meet with and then Travis that they do meet, I think. Okay. Uh, but I, I believe it's that Maria said, hey, Alex, let's go to the farmer's market and go on an adventure. And he's like, what? Adventure? And she's like, I, let's go. I want to go figure out. I found, had these shoes, these boots are a clue to where my mom was when she was missing. Um, and I know who makes the boots. So we're going to a boot maker. And Alex is like, well, I got nothing better to do. It's a Saturday. Right. And he hops in her truck. So I think it's that thing. Okay. I don't All think right. – I think she inv- she invites him, but I don't think it's like – he doesn't need to be there. She's just kind of like, hey, do you want to be my my partner in crime on this? Sure. I mean, she's she um, is uh, – unlike um, the Maria in Roswell, she is not used to investigating stuff, right? No, she has not that exercised that muscle. Right. She's been bartending too long. She thinks she's seen it all, um, but it turns out there's all kinds of stuff she has not seen before. And she and they have a kind of a cute conversation. Well, I guess cute isn't the word. They have a t- uh, a, mo- a vulnerable conversation totally vulnerable. in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they talk about, you know, he they talk about kiss like that. They, they they made out in middle school essentially and for her it was her first kiss and that she kind of had a big that she had pinned her romantic hopes onto him like she right. thought someday they would be together when they were young when they were kids um and he he gives the uh uh it, it was just friction line yes as if to imply and, sure he's uh either made out or you know gotten a, a boner around a lady before but that's only because you know warm bodies and the like Yes, but I think he's referring to his ex, his first girlfriend mm, when he okay, says that, sure. because then he, when they're talking more about that, he talks about how unloving his home life was and that kissing her or making out with her when they were in middle school or whatever was the first time someone, he felt like someone touched him because they wanted to. Sure. So he does, I wouldn't say romanticize it, but it's less dismissive as, as he was about the other girl that he dated sure it's still it's still like a a wildly vulnerable conversation to just come up even between like close friends where it's just like hey let's examine your sexuality for a little while 100 percent. and then also like vis-a-vis my former romantic hopes in you yeah like there's a piece there too like they're both being very oh and meanwhile they're both in love with the same man separate like they don't even really talk about that part no. but that's like ha- that's also true like the fact like and not that i'm shipping throuple 100 percent otp forever quite but i think there's something to how the intimacy of their relationship sure. the emotional intimacy of their relationship is is yeah it's pretty it's pretty real and it, that they trust yeah, each it's other. Intense, and, if nothing yeah. else. Yes. Uh, but not painful the way necessarily hmm. the way things are when he talks to Michael. <laughs> Everything with Michael is like it hurts. But I feel like I don't know. Uh okay. So they have this like super intense, super emotionally vulnerable conversation on the way to the boot guy, and they get to boot guy and immediately pop a tire. Pop the spare, in fact. 
Which um, again, so- you just you sh- I just want to lay this down and emphasize it. Uh, you should really only be using the spare until you can get to a a fresh tire. Like, don't ride the spare. Don't make a habit of it. Like, that is a hey. You got you get, gotta get AAA, man. Yeah, they'll come fix it for you. Yeah, they'll fix it for you. They'll sell you a tire super cheap. Yeah, they will. Get on it. Get get a AAA membership. Yeah, that's my hot tip. Uh, but you're right. You should not drive off into the boot guy's compound, which, by the way, I don't I didn't. If you've never been to a boot guy, it's essentially a trailer and please, on a ranch with please, corn it is, it is a, the boot maker, the boot maker. Right. And what I didn't realize, I should have realized way earlier because they they signal it to you ev- heavily. I just didn't understand what I was being signaled. There are cows who live on the boot mark make maker's land mm-hmm. he kills the cows makes steak of them and milks them and also makes them into boots which i did not get until like very way later that we were supposed to get it way earlier because they talk about killing the cows and i was like oh this guy's just a fucking weirdo who wants to kill his cow but now i'm like oh no he kills the cows to make the boots yeah and i guess that all makes sense but it's well, also, I, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a weird like series of there. There are a ton of weird details here that, like, when taken as a whole, um, like could be the premise of its own TV show. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot because the guy is not just the kind of guy who raises cows to make milk steaks and boots, but he is also a creep. Yes, huge From creep. Jump. Mm-hmm. He he's got milk. He keeps being like, "It's warm milk. It's fresh out of the cow. It's the you last have, milk the cow's had, ever gonna you give." You haven't had your milk yet. You gotta have your milk. It's warm. The milk's still warm. So grody. So yeah. grody. Um. Oh, also, he greets them with an axe. Mm, yes. Which is bold. Uh, and they go in his house. So I guess they really want information he also says i have n- i couldn't remember a face of ever this is actually not a very good impression no. of this character no, i'm sorry i started with- i'm just trying to do your impression i'm like this is not That's this fine. performance is it's, not it's this. Who it is. that's who it is i don't <laughs> know the face of the people who come in here for boots and then oh, is, is, like, is this her oh, is this oh, oh yeah, i remember that she bought the boots you're talking about it's like all right all right dude bootmaker. but this is um, the end of the information that they get from the bootmaker because at this point he turns into a horror movie villain stabs alex with like a an awl and yeah. then chases maria through the cornfield uh mm-hmm. for like an indeterminate amount of time until michael shows up um, and then, like, he knocks Michael out with the back part of an axe, like the blunt part of the axe. Yeah. Um, a lot of using blunt parts of axes here, which is like, mm, maybe should be a baseball bat. But okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, or like, because then, okay, so he does that to Michael, and we mm. don't know what he wants to do with the people. That's also, I'm like, are we going to find out he makes boots out of people? It wasn't clear. And then Maria gets the upper hand, and she's got the axe. And so she uses the blunt part of the axe to knock him out. <laughs> yeah. Like, use the sharp part. Kill him. He is bad. And at this point, she doesn't know Alex is alive. Right. She just knows he's been attacked. Like, in fact, I think... 
She also doesn't the know that Michael's maker. alive. Like, you could hit yeah. someone hard enough with the blunt side of that axe to cave their skull in and kill them. Like, Well, maybe that's what she thinks she's doing to the bootmaker. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but then she and Michael and Alex reunite outside the trailer. And what? Bootmaker's coming out of the trailer? What? With a gun? And Maria's like, no! And we're like, wait, what What do you know that we don't know, Maria? And it turns out the bootmaker is there to shoot, not Michael, but his own twin. And it turns out that the person who was creepy and evil and serving them milk was never the original bootmaker, but the twin of the bootmaker, who's crazy. Right. And maybe he saw combat in some war or something? I think at some point, well, we see. There's a whole thing where where he's talking Alex to Alex is, about it. Yeah. Yes, and Alex is. I think Alex finds a like a metal or like a yeah, they're metals. The things you like get pinned on yeah. your yeah. He finds a metal on the wall. I think next to because that's the other part where I should have figured out the cow thing is there's pieces of hide with names on them. Mm, I did not put that together. Yeah, I was so there's there. like hides with names and then there's uh like a war medal. I keep wanting to call it a medal of honor, but I think that's a very specific medal, medal. of honor is a very specific thing. Yeah. So it's a medal. It's whatever. Some other kind of medal. It's an army merit badge is what it is. <laughs> yes. It's a merit badge. And, and I, I think it's when he's examining that, that then the guy calls Alex. Cause I guess you could tell, you might notice Alex, has a prosthetic leg but i don't know that you would assume he's in the service yeah without, not, yeah i mean anyway but they do bond over that or talk about that um and then living bootmaker is like sees the picture of uh mrs maria and is like oh yeah uh priscilla that's the name of the cow <sighs> okay wait, so <laughs> this whole uh drama that happens here is uh, like unnecessarily inflating this like part of the adventure right like they go they get the information that yeah she was there and then one this like pretend bootmaker goes psycho and like tries to kill them and then they just get that same information confirmed i mean i think it goes i feel like and maybe it will not all add up to anything but I feel like something fucking weird is going on with Maria's mom. Mm-hmm. And do we really believe it's twins? I don't, I know. don't know. My my initial impulse was uh, we know Roswell to be a show wherein an alien shape shifts. So like, yes. why could not this be a shape shifting alien? Um, oh, it totally could. And even the the bootmaker, the one who lives and like shoots the crazy guy, could have could be living with the crazy guy, you know, a hundred percent. And then in the end, when they try to send the police out to the bootmaker's house, both but there's no bodies, there's no people, and they're gone. And the the bootmaker's house is on fire. Right. So I I guess I feel like we had like a weird experience with these this guy, but we still don't know what we saw. Right. We didn't have the full experience. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know when we're going to get to it. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to understand what the hell is happening with Maria's mom. But the yeah, show has it's other plots. 
Well, and then we don't need to dwell on the the thruple part of this anymore, right? Like, I think we did it. Oh, we could. Uh, we didn't. I don't know if we said it was hot. It was hot. It was hot. I, I'm, You're right. It's hot, and I I'm joking about it being my OTP because it's a little early to make that call. But I think if this is where they're going with it, there's interesting story. Like, I'm more interested in that than Michael and Alex breaking up again. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, it didn't solve any of their problems. Yeah. Exactly. And that that's the part that like I'm wary of. I also don't really i i don't know why the show is so uh like alex being able to uh like alex is gay right like that's that's yeah. a that's something that we like know and like that that's that's part of the character's identity it's like well okay then he also has sex with a woman here too and it's like well all right um and then like isabel i guess we hadn't had her sexuality like established uh, in any like meaningful way, uh, yeah, I think they. I mean, she was married, but last, that doesn't... she was married. But mm-hmm. in last season, but we found out it was Noah the whole time. We had stuff with her and Rosa where it was clear she was in love with Rosa, but it, now we know that wasn't her. Yeah, that was Noah. So, like, I feel like they did hint at or like we saw scenes that certainly implied bisexuality of isabel but now we know Mm. that that was not her so like we've barely seen isabel outside of being married yeah so she might be bisexual or she might be exper i have no idea i mean i think she showed up at that bar to get laid and then okay let's get into this storyline okay and (laughs) again this is Ryan misses things. I watch the show carefully. I do like the show, but I I missed him. I didn't get the cow thing. I didn't recognize that was a gay bar. I also I did mean, not recognize that as a gay everyone bar. Was, everyone was way more fun. Everyone's mm-hmm. makeup was on point. I was turned on by everyone in the room. I loved everybody. I right. want everyone to make out with each other. Mm-hmm. But like, I did not until later when Isabel's like, yeah. So I went to a gay bar. I was like, oh, was that what that was? Because they. Because we found that makes sense of what her outfit. Because she is very, she's extra dressed. So she is, yes. she is put. She picked out her outfit special for this bar. But I, and then the bar is doing like a Coachella thing. A Coachella slash. There's a meteor shower. Right, and it could yeah. be like I've lived in West Hollywood in Hollywood for ten years now. Oh, so yeah. maybe, maybe I just happened. don't understand what a gay bar looks like. I mean, I know what a gay bar looks like, but like. Right. I, our, our, our baseline is so our baseline experience of bars and stores is so gay as it is <laughs> that we don't yeah, recognize. I just don't know. But I was like, and in retrospect, and I'm sure when I watch this episode again and again, like I do with the show, right. I will. It won't. But like it really. And then it also makes more sense of why she's so surprised to see Kyle there. Right, which that didn't track for me at all until she's voicing this concern to Max at the very end of the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess if it were a gay, but that would be a surprise. You'd be surprised to see Kyle there. But also Kyle is not, he only talks to Isabel and he's clearly like ready. I mean, he doesn't have sex with her, but like he's not. Right. Indifferent to her. No, like he was, he was going to be into it. But then was like, but then 
pulled back on it. Uh, his excuse was a little strange, right? That he he said uh, that like you're very attractive and I'm six drinks in. So I, I thought he was going to go towards like a, I don't know that either of us could give consent right now. Like I thought that's where it was going. Yeah, well, he I think he's saying you're. I think he was saying she was six drinks in, mm-hmm. and he was interested in someone else. Again, the person that we've seen that he's interested in Boo. is at least is female presenting like i i still don't get what i don't i don't unless she was calling it a gay party is i don't understand the gay bar <laughs> part i still am not connecting dots or here's here's maybe what happened maybe <laughs> isabel is so like <laughs> egocentric and out of her mind that she goes to a bar and hooks up with a woman and she's like must have been a gay bar <laughs> <laughs> i like it <laughs> It would, I mean, okay, but the best part, and I don't know if we said this out loud, because I've just been picturing it the whole time and making myself happy thinking mm-hmm. about it. Isabel and Kyle at some point during the night, because it's a Coachella-themed bar night, which yeah. is kind of a cool theme for a bar night. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I just miss bars. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they, they do... They do jewels on their faces. Yeah. It's like, it's like Coachella must... jewels. I really liked mm-hmm. it. There must be like a chair set up in the corner where <laughs> someone is doing mm-hmm. it because it looks great where everyone gets yes. these, like little sparkly like rhinestones, whatever, put mm-hmm. on their face and there's makeup and glitter that goes along with it. Ugh, and let me I tell you, it. if people have uh, high, well-defined cheekbones, it oh, man. looks fucking great on them if you have a symmetrical face mm-hmm. and a tan you need some glitter and some rhinestones it will only increase your look. <laughs> look look if you are already naturally stunning <laughs> if you are a character that most of the first season i refer to as hot doctor you could stand to have some rhinestones okay but i i will say yes Kyle was digging himself out of a ditch before he put those rhinestones on because he delivered one of the worst lines I've ever heard someone say to someone that they liked. Yeah. So this is Kyle at the hospital and he's running into this woman whose name we can't remember. Doreen. I don't know. He says, yeah, she's, she's doing like a little light flirting in his direction. Yes. And they, Mm -hmm. and to be fair, I would be fairly cautious with him because remember the like kind of the last time she really saw him, he was making out with Liz in the closet. Yes. Like they did have one conversation after that, but it's not like, it's not like he has been, he flirted with her and then made out with, made out with someone in front of her in her dad's closet. Right. And, and then, end like, of interaction. Right. So it's not yeah. like she has any reason to, go more than halfway toward him uh like it's kind of in his if he's interested i feel like at this point he's gonna have to show it and so what he does to show it is he says hey you're my favorite person i can't stand which is just a swing and a miss oh it's so bad he it's so bad and like the the cadence of it or like the structure of it uh, like I, I can, you can see what he's trying to do, right? Yeah. Um, like you gave the example of the "you're my favorite person who drives me crazy" or uh, "you're the most difficult person that I really like to see" or you know whatever. Yes. Like you're the most difficult person that I welcome having in my life that I'm excited to see every yes. time I see you. My most difficult friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Your uh, challenge, I I yes. I welcome with open arms. Yes, but that's not what he. It's that's not how it plays, and she doesn't. And I feel secure in this because she does not react well to it. No, she, she stands up and walks away. <laughs> And then the next time he sees her is back at the hospital, and she's on the table in like the operating room. Yep, and he's in the. He still has his rhinestones on, and he's in the <laughs> observation room. And then we don't see what happens after that, but that's interesting. Right. I re. I. I think I did. I don't think I told you this on pod. I think I said it off. But I did some rewatching of yes. the first half of this season, or the first part of the season, and uh, I think still to me her most interesting thing is that she reads over his shoulder that he's talking about these inorganic non-human compounds and reads it out loud to him and just looks at him kind of and like she, and then she says oh does that mean you got flaming hot cheetos in your fingers or something but she looks at him expectantly like she fucking knows she knows shit yes i want more of that i want more of her and not necessarily even sassing him just like what what does she know what is what is that is she just a snoop cuz you know i like a snoop is she yeah, sleuthing all over the place a snoop is good, but like I, I feel like I want her to be. Here's the thing, uh, th- this episode, well, great because it brings on like the hookups, is light on alien stuff. Yeah, there's not a lot of alien, at least as far as we know. I think that we're gonna find yeah. out the bootmaker is an alien, but sure. we don't know that. We don't see any. He doesn't do any alien stuff. Oh, and I guess there is there is the uh, Max Isabel alien showdown at the beginning of the episode, which I have now, I guess, in my mind, just rewritten it to the end of the previous episode. I think when you binge on Netflix or whatever, it just yeah, will you won't even know. flow that yeah. way. Because really, yeah, the premise, the, in, the inciting incident for this episode is Max looking at Liz and saying, sorry, who are you? Or what does he say? Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, you said I, earlier. I, I, don't, I don't know you. I'm sorry, I don't know you, or I'm sorry, who are you, something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then she's trying to do her science on him, and he's like, I really don't feel comfortable that a stranger knows our business. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It implies that from the moment he first said, I'm sorry, who, who are you, or I don't know you at all, to them being like back in the lab, and like, you know, maybe someone's gotten a drink of water or something that no one has been like, oh, it's weird you don't know who this is. This is your friend Liz. He's still referring to her as a stranger. As a stranger, yeah. I love it. Um, and he, they, it's actually, I think it's kind of cute. I mean, again, it doesn't feel like, I, I still feel like we got him back and I don't understand why all of the stuff of haunting Rosa. I don't really know that that makes sense with where we are. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and Rosa's not in this episode. So At I all. feel like that's. Something to, I mean, I think they wanted to get us to a happy Max Liz place first because I feel like Rose is gonna rain on some parades. Um, it's so, so like, uh, the, the whole episode, like, you're sort of sitting with, like, oh, okay, is Max's memory the price they paid? Like, is, is that because right. you know, that that whole time with like all the build up, don't bring me back, whatever, yep. we were like, okay, there have to be some kind of like consequences here, and mm-hmm. if the consequence was uh max loses his uh memory and like the the greatest love story in this thing yes. blah 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 is is wiped off the map that is a suitable price for the characters to pay and for the audience to pay but by the yep. end of the episode he remembers her yeah 
he remembers her and more. Da, da, da. Uh, but it's okay. But it is cu- okay. It is cute. cute. They it finally is get cute. a date. Yeah. They get their first date. They go horseback riding and look at the stars. It's adorable. They tell each other the worst things they've ever done. I don't like that as a first date question. I hope it's that doesn't catch one. on. No. No. Not, I mean, come, no. Do Honestly, you, I don't. Do you have any I, siblings? <laughs> what? Here's the thing. I think it's a great question for television characters to ask each other. Because sure. I want to know the worst thing television characters have done. But it is a very risky very risky question to ask any person yeah especially a person whose moral code you're not intimately familiar with yes like i would be afraid to ask a a, i don't know there's and maybe that's like a sign that i need to make closer relationships like i don't think there's anyone in the world that i would ask that question and expect them to answer and be happy Truthful. that i well i mean i think if someone asked me i'd feel like i would probably be truthful but i don't know that i'd feel closer to that person or feel better about for having well it's it's, it's just like, it. it's such a like what would compel you to participate in that question, right? If someone asks the question, what's the worst thing you've ever done? And then you have to either decide then, like, am I going to tell this person the actual worst thing I've ever done? Do I have to decide right here and now what is the worst thing I've ever done? Right. It, I think that's the piece. It's that you have to go into your – because and maybe some people do. Maybe some people rank all their horrible things they've done <laughs> in a hierarchy, and so they're ready with the top answer. Yeah. I think – Again, I love it for fictional characters to do because and then we it get works. to learn something about them. Right? We need to learn something. And I feel like it works in this case because it allows Liz, who's been in love with this guy for like 10 years, so it's a little different, lets him, lets her like confess something to him that she, it, how, el- how else would you bring that up? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I used to have a fiance. I mean, and what we find out is pretty fucked up. So she had a fiance. She realized that she never she she wasn't as invested in him or the relationship as she was in her job. And she had just lost her job. So in the middle of the night, she left the house, changed her phone number and blocked him on Facebook. Which is cold. For someone who didn't like. Abuse like. Yeah. There are relationships that you need to end that way. Like, I'm not saying that you owe any of your exes anything right. in that way. And but. and in, in that scenario, it is cold, but it is warranted coldness. Yes, exactly. It's okay to be cold to some yes. people. But that you don't, I mean, leave a letter, something. Yeah. Just changing your number? I... I mean, that is the worst thing you've ever done, Liz. It's a pretty Thank you bad for thing. <laughs> and then Max is like, oh, yeah, I killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how Liz, like, lets him finish. But in her head, she's like, yeah, no, I know that one. Um, it, Though in her mind, it's worse what she did to Rosa. And it's like, not really. He actually killed someone himself. Yeah. That's not as bad as covering up a murder. Um, yeah, but all, all of this is just like they're kind of like cutesy date, right? And they yes, they... and he is being confident, happy mm-hmm. Max, which we have never seen before. Never seen so much smiling. 
from this actor. So many smiles. Uh, and charming. It's like, it's cute. And you can see why Liz likes it. But at a certain point, she's like, you're this happy guy. And I know why you're happy because you don't remember me. And all of the pain in your life is from knowing me. So I'm just going to like get away from you right now. Right. At which point uh, Max uh, discovers the bullet um, that he pulled out of Liz uh, and is just like, oh, okay. I remember everything. This is as Mogi is saying to me sarcastically, oh, is this how he's going to remember her? And then it (laughs) happens. I was not. I liked amnesia i thought like you said it felt like a fair cost i thought it would be interesting to see how does he interact with rosa if he doesn't remember anything how what how does he is his relationship with his brother and his sister better are they gonna wish that he never gets his memory back because they have a brother who's happy for the first time who knows i wanted all of that yeah that's all gone it's also hilarious that like uh, at least partially amnesiac Max is left uh, totally to his own devices by uh, so Michael and Isabel. <laughs> They're just like, uh, we got our own stuff going on. You got to just, I don't know, hang out with this woman oh you don't God. know. It's almost like, I got to get laid. I'm going to go to this bar and do by what the way, I can. By it's a gay bar. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I believe, I don't know. Um, I got to rewatch the episode, I think, because I was missing things. I was missing um, things too. Uh, but yeah, so then he finds, uh, he finds Liz on the roof of the crash town with a blanket and a bottle of wine and is like, Hey, I remember everything. Smoochy smooch. So smoochy smooch. And this is again, uh, to like loop back around to a thing that's sort of playing out in the background here. There is the meteor shower playing out in the sky above them. Yes. That's true. It's kind of pretty. It is kind of pretty. It's also a little green screeny, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, But between that and the theme at the gay bar being um, uh, Meteor Cella. um, Yeah. I I feel like uh, that may be another piece of the mythological story that we don't have all the information about now. Just like Bootmaker there was alien shit going on there that we don't have all the information about. I think the same may be true for this meteor shower. I think that's a great call. I also realized that I've been calling the thing that Noah talked about the Ascension. It's the alighting, Mm. which I don't know if meteor showers alighting. I don't know. I mean, a, a, a lighting means to line up, right? Oh, I guess that's true. But that's, I mean, as we learned in OG Roswell, the uh, ast- astronomical lineup of the stars is very key to how things play out. Oh, wait. So uh, the uh, the uh, lighting is to descend from a train, oh. bus, or other form of transport. So, oh. <laughs> so that's, that's different. That would be like to disembark, basically. All right. Well, I don't know what it means. I just know Noah said it. I decided it was very important. It was in the previous lease of the first episode of the season, which makes me also feel like we're supposed to remember it. So maybe, maybe the meteor shower is actually spacecraft coming to the earth and the alighting is them getting off their spacecraft. Dude, if this became a alien war on earth show, I would, especially now because we've got our romance all lined up. Yeah. I would be okay if we shifted into alien war. (laughs) <laughs> at this point 
Rose is back from the dead. Max yep. and Liz are together. We got a potential thruple on deck. We've got Kyle's issue. I don't know what's Kyle's issue. Uh, Isabel is getting her freak on. <laughs> and I, it, I'm not saying that it's freaky to hook up with uh, a lady. No, 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 no. But, but she, she, was there, she was there to yes. freak. Yes. She wanted to Correct. get freaky. She she um, came in there with a story about having just gotten out of jail, and uh, she can't wait to tell Max about the lesbian stuff. Like she is doing some sexual sightseeing, is what she's yes, doing. Which she she was married to a psychopath. She deserves <laughs> a break. Um, but yeah, I would be okay if now we're now it's alien wartime. I'm in. Yeah. Let's go. Um, we don't no more. We don't have to set anything else up. Let's just go to war um yeah yeah okay but our final image which i don't know what it means but is when max sees his own tattoo <laughs> oh guys uh when max sees his own tattoo in the wind in the mirror mm-hmm. he gets a flash uh or at least i'm calling it a flash because that's our nomenclature from other the other show mm-hmm. he gets an image of seeing that constellation in the sky or in a skylight above a room that he's sitting in or a maybe a spaceship he's in i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if it was a moving object uh yeah it's unclear also i i wasn't tracking that it was outside a window i thought it was just like on the wall oh it could have been painted on i think it was the ceiling but it could have been painted on the ceiling okay Uh, i think i've been thinking it's a constellation all along because of the opening credits, yeah, it yeah. looks like a constellation, and because the V in Roswell is is a constellation, mm-hmm. so I may have been projecting a constellation on this that it's not even a constellation. Well, Maybe and it could, it could also be a a constellation that is also like a, just a, a design that they worship as well, right? That like Truth. it's a shape in the sky that has significance, so we also put it on things. Yes, um, like our back of our shoulder blade, which is not yeah. a great place if you want to look at something. Um, but I mean, hey, he did it. The Memento guy did it. That's true. at least two, you know. Yeah. Putting reminders uh, on the back of your on the back of your body. So, and he's and he's remember. I think he, we don't really know what's happening, but I'm gonna bet that he, it's him as a young boy. That's my guess too. Uh, we, you know, in we could do position like on his knees. We could try to compare the way that little boy actor looks with the little boy actor who played him at the beginning of the previous episode. I think that's a great idea. We'll do it in the off season. In the <laughs> off week. In between now and the next episode. But then he's as he's sitting there, he looks scared as hell. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he's chained to the floor, right? Oh that's right. I forgot about the chain. Yeah. He is chained to the floor and a masculine hand mm-hmm. comes down heavily onto his shoulder. Right. That's effed up. End of the episode. I love it. I know. That was, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm it, like, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. That, that is good mythological tease. I want more information. That's way more compelling than, oh, I guess Max has to fight Isabel now. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I mean, this is definitely uh, turned, turned me around on where we were after the last, like, two episodes of the show. Even though in the middle of this episode, you threatened to quit both the show and me and the show, like this show that we're doing now. That's right. 
I did. What was I? Oh, it's it, it was if Kyle's uh, like hospital girlfriend showed up at the at the gay bar. I'm so glad she didn't. But she still gets to see his rhinestones if she wakes up from her coma. So she's still a winner. Uh, we uh, do need to talk about the end of Alex's storyline when he actually goes to yeah. the uh, spoken word performance at this bar, which again, he was not told it was spoken word. He was told no. open mic. Um, and uh, Blue Hair is up there. Or no, mm-hmm. Blue Hair is not up there yet. He waits, waits patiently for his turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, sees that Alex is uh, waiting there to like listen. Uh, and he delivers a spoken word poem. And I don't know about you, Ryan, but when I hear a spoken word poem, I can't even hear what it's about or any mm-hmm. of the words. <laughs> I'm okay, just luckily, embarrassed. Yeah. Luckily for me, I watch things with closed captioning on. Great. So I also have trouble sometimes unless they repeat some things over and over again to really get words. But this seemed to be about um, identity and whether what is freedom and are we all prisoners of ourselves? Okay. Which I think it was supposed to be. And if I reread the words, I think I would even think that more. It's, it's resonant for Alex. I think Alex is connecting to the the themes presented sure. in the spoken word. And Alex is in I mean Alex is intrigued. Yeah, he's not at all embarrassed to be at uh an open mic spoken no. word performance. No. Um and he when he leaves Michael after their uh, I mean every <laughs> conversation they have feels like a breakup. It does. Uh, <laughs> But after they talk about how loved Alex felt. Uh, <laughs> well, after then, Michael says that's how you felt. Well, and Alex, Alex doesn't offer it. No, but Alex is not. It looks Alex's face is like, how did you read my heart? It's not. Yeah. I think I think that's open to interpretation. I think it's possible okay. that he could be like, uh, it, Either how how could you uh, read my heart, but also like how could you put those words into my mouth? Like I think, I think there's a, a little bit of like, yeah, I felt like I was with people that I loved. I don't know if that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that your instinct is right too. That like, this is a great solution for Michael. Michael's way into this. Yes, <laughs> and I think for Maria, it's a fairly good solution. But I don't know that it serves what Alex needs. Yeah. I don't know that Al- like it doesn't solve any of his problems with Michael and it doesn't. <laughs> it's just it's just no good for Alex as far as I, I don't know. think I, I mean, it's good because he's getting to have sex with really hot people. Sure. Sure. That's good. <laughs> I won't begrudge yeah. anyone that. <laughs> but no, he straight up leaves. He does yeah. not try to. He does not stay for coffee in the morning. Um, and then he goes to open mic night where blue hair is. So <laughs> he may be moving on to more healthy situations for himself. Yes. Um, uh, and that's yeah. the episode. I think, I think we did it. I'm, I'm much happier with the show now. Yes. I'm, I feel like we're back into the kind of 
energy that I appreciate. I like when this show makes me go, what the fuck, at least like three times. Yeah, and we had a lot of those. One yeah. thing I, I will uh, say is that the it's interesting to compare how much uh, the horniness of the original series is like built into the alien like analogy. And the mm -hmm. horniness in this series is just like horniness for horniness sakes. You know what I mean? That like uh, the aliens have like an uncontrollable uh, like physiology and draw towards each other in Roswell. But in Roswell, mm -hmm. New Mexico, it's just like uh, a, a, a normal adults who are hooking up. Yeah, but like definitely not. There's no asexual characters on this show. No, that's true. They're all pretty. I mean, it's a television show with right. sh like with built in shipping. But like because I was thinking about it, because even when Isabel was in, you know, a long term relationship. Her <laughs> the first time we see her, she's like doing bondage, like edge play with uh, Noah. Yeah. Like, so like there's all like there is a. Yeah, there these are not. um. These are pretty horny characters. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> but they own their horniness and yeah, we all get to benefit from it. Uh, except for Kyle. Oh, Kyle. But, I don't well, know. I mean, he it's going to work look out. Great, though. He gets to look great. Oh, he he's, got that he's a dreamboat. He's got a symmetrical face. Cheekbones. He's doing it all. All right, man. Have a great week. You too. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.